Welcome to the Life After Sugar podcast. The podcast that's not just about sugar, but about your relationship with it and also with food and especially with yourself. So if you want to discover your life after sugar and hear inspiring stories from all kinds of people who also cut out sugar in their way, at their pace, for their own reasons, this is the podcast for you. Because you know, when you take away the sugar, you can finally discover the real sweetness in your life. I'm your host, Netta Gorman, and this week is the third in the short Summer Shorts series. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about sugar and inflammation. I'll be talking about questions like, what causes constant inflammation? What is inflammation? And what's the difference between temporary inflammation and low-grade chronic inflammation? And what all of this has to do with sugar. But first, I just wanted to tell you that if you're looking for some free resources about how to cut sugar, then I have plenty for you. Come check out the Life After Sugar Facebook page and subscribe to the Life After Sugar YouTube channel, as well as my Instagram account at MyLifeAfterSugar, which is where you'll get all kinds of inspiration. Pictures of meals, short reels, useful info to get you started on your life after sugar, as well as thought-provoking quotes and even sometimes pictures of our cat, so that you can see that it's perfectly possible to live a happy and active life, even if you don't eat sugar. You can also check out my TikTok account at netta underscore life after sugar. And if cravings are getting in the way and causing you to fall off the wagon, then I have five tips for you, especially if you're an intermittent faster, to help you get rid of cravings. Go to aftersugarclub.com and download your five tips today. You can also find my simple guide for getting more energy with less sugar by going to aftersugarclub.com, scrolling down to the bottom and clicking on Simple Guide. And while you're there at aftersugarclub.com, you can also have a look at the videos I've made for you to show you what to eat that doesn't contain added sugars, where to find real whole foods at the grocery store, and also how to look after your gut health because cutting sugar is one of the best things you can do for your gut health. Go to aftersugarclub.com to get your free resources today. Okay, let's have a look at the link between sugar and inflammation. What causes constant inflammation? Of course, we can't say that there's only one cause, but there are certain factors that lead to persisting levels of low-grade general body inflammation. And that is not quite the same as temporary inflammation. Quick disclaimer here, you know I'm not a doctor, right? So what I describe here is general knowledge about human biology and isn't medical advice. So basically, information can be acute or short-lived or short-term or chronic 
which means long-term. The body can send cells to defend against either an infection or a foreign body like a thorn or an irritant or a pathogen like bacteria and viruses. This is usually short-lived or acute inflammation and usually follows some kind of injury or temporary illness and it may result in pain or redness or loss of function of that part of the body like difficulty moving a joint. It can also result in swelling or heat through increased blood flow to the affected area. Not all of these signs are always present. In fact, a person may just feel tired or generally unwell or have a fever. And symptoms of acute inflammation last usually just a few days, whereas subacute inflammation can last from two to six weeks. And actually, this type of response in the body is healthy because the body is fighting against an infection, an injury, or a temporary illness. One thing that we need to know as patients is that inflammation happens when a physical factor triggers an immune reaction. And inflammation doesn't necessarily mean that there's an infection, but an infection can cause inflammation. So if it's acute inflammation, it can result from exposure to a substance like a bee sting or dust or an injury or an infection. And the signs of acute inflammation can appear within seconds, minutes, hours or days, depending on the cause. And in some cases, these symptoms can rapidly become severe. And how these symptoms develop and how long they will last depends on the cause, which part of the body they affect and other individual factors. So that's to do with acute inflammation. But what I want to talk to you about today is chronic inflammation. And chronic inflammation means long-term, over a long period of time. It could be hypersensitivity due to an external trigger that can result in an allergy. Chronic inflammation could be to do with exposure, sometimes long-term exposure, to an irritant like an industrial chemical. Chronic inflammation could be the result of an autoimmune disorder, like in psoriasis, where the immune system mistakenly attacks normal, healthy tissue. Chronic inflammation can also be part of auto-inflammatory diseases, which usually have a genetic factor and affect the way that the immune system works. And there's also persistent acute inflammation, where in some cases, a person may not fully recover from acute inflammation. And this can lead to chronic inflammation. Plus, there's all kinds of other factors that may increase the risk of chronic inflammation, like age, obesity, a diet high in added sugars, smoking, stress, and sleep problems. And today I want to concentrate on one trigger of chronic inflammation. And guess what that is? Yep, sugar. I'm sure it's no surprise for you 
to learn that the typical Western or standard American diet, which has been widely adopted in many, many countries, not just in the USA, is not only low in fruits, veggies and whole foods, but it's particularly high in added sugars, refined grains and ultra-processed foods that include a lot of artificial additives and ingredients. And it's these ultra-processed foods that have been shown to lead to inflammation and even accelerate the inflammatory disease process. How? I'll explain right after this short break. I want to take a quick break to say that if this is your first time here, then welcome and thank you for listening to this podcast. And whether you're new or a regular and you haven't yet rated or reviewed this podcast, could I ask you to scroll down and tap on the stars to rate this podcast and also to write a short review to let me know how this podcast is helping you in your life after sugar. I love reading your reviews. And when you rate and review this podcast, not only does it encourage me to continue making new episodes, but it also helps to share this podcast and have more people see it so that we can help more people feel better and lose weight with less sugar. So again, thank you for rating and reviewing this podcast and for spreading the word about sugar. There's lots of research that suggests that when you eat a lot of sugar, especially refined and added sugars, this can contribute to chronic inflammation. In fact, according to the National Library of Medicine, A systematic review and meta-analysis from 2018 reported that several studies have linked consuming more dietary sugar, especially from sugary drinks, with chronic inflammation, and that people with higher sugar diets have more inflammatory markers in their blood, including a marker called C-reactive protein. Now, I don't want to get too technical, but basically C-reactive protein, or CRP, is a protein made by the liver and it increases when there's inflammation in the body. And a simple blood test can check your C-reactive protein level. And because high CRP levels are a marker of chronic inflammation, this marker can be found in conditions such as diabetes, obesity and heart disease and CRP can also create inflammation on its own, damaging blood vessels and increasing oxidative stress in the body. I just mentioned diabetes and in fact high blood sugar and insulin resistance is linked with high CRP. And how do you get high blood sugar and insulin resistance? Well, I'm sure you won't be surprised to learn that a diet high in added and refined sugars is one huge factor. In fact, higher levels of CRP have been found in people with inflammatory bowel disease, IBD, with rheumatoid arthritis, and elevated CRP has also been associated with obesity 
and abnormal fat metabolism in both adults and children. Other studies have also shown that people who reduced their intake of sugar-sweetened drinks had lower inflammation factors in their blood. And these findings support the theory that sugar consumption can cause inflammation. And so, of course, researchers have tried to determine how sugar causes inflammation. What we know is that sugar stimulates the production of free fatty acids in the liver. And when the body digests these free fatty acids, the resulting compounds can trigger inflammatory processes. Now, some research has suggested that fructose may cause more inflammation than glucose. Although, as with most scientific research, if you look hard enough, you'll find other systematic reviews to contradict that finding. For example, in some studies, researchers saw no differences in inflammatory factors between the groups that consumed high fructose corn syrup versus sucrose or sugar. But again, we as consumers and as patients need to look at the methodology of all these studies because in this case, the sample sizes were small and the quality of the studies was low. So on the one hand, more research is necessary to confirm these findings. But on the other hand, it doesn't hurt for us to reduce or cut out added sugars while we wait for more research to be forthcoming. Research has also shown that diets high in processed and trans fats can lead to a higher risk of chronic inflammation. According to the Arthritis Foundation, foods that cause inflammation include sugary foods, which include desserts and pastries and chocolate and sodas, trans fats that are found in fast food and fried foods and cookies and donuts, excess omega-6 fatty acids that are found in highly refined vegetable oils like corn oil and sunflower oil, and also in refined carbohydrates, including most commercial breads, white rice and cereal. So it looks like I'm not the only one who says that a diet in highly processed foods can raise your risk of developing chronic inflammation. And if that's not enough, it has been shown that excessive intake of dietary sugars, and here I mean added or refined sugars, including refined carbohydrates, can induce the increase of inflammatory mediators and certain pro-inflammatory cytokines in various tissues, which leads to insulin resistance and low-grade chronic inflammation. Wait, what was that word? Cytokines? What's that? Well, cytokines are cell-signaling proteins that prompt inflammation. And a cytokine storm is an inflammatory response in the body, which isn't necessarily directly caused by sugar, but having high blood glucose levels can make a cytokine storm worse. So by keeping your blood sugar low and stable, in other words, by reducing or cutting sugar, you can help your body be less vulnerable to inflammation from all kinds of diseases. And just as a reminder, here's how blood sugar works in the body. 
Basically, your bloodstream contains about 5 litres of volume and can only handle the equivalent of 1 teaspoon of sugar or glucose at any given time. So above that amount of blood glucose, your body starts working to regulate what stays in the blood in the form of glucose and what gets sent off to the cells in the liver, the muscles and the organs to be used as fuel or energy. And once those cells are full, then the hormone insulin signals to the body to store the extra glucose as body fat. And over time, this can lead to insulin resistance. So whether it's for weight loss or to manage diabetes or any type of health issue, including inflammation, you're probably way better off cutting down your refined carbs, including refined sugar and grains, to lower your blood glucose level and lower your inflammation. Sounds easier said than done? Well, it may not always be easy, but it can definitely be easier when you have support and encouragement and accountability. And that is why I created the After Sugar Club. If you're ready and committed to your own well-being and to improving your health by cutting sugar, and if you want to be with other like-minded people, then join us in the After Sugar Club. When you sign up, you'll get all the support, the accountability and the guidance you need to break free from the diet culture as well as from the emotional dependency that you have on sugar. Go to AfterSugarClub.com and click on the big green button to see everything that's included in the After Sugar Club and in the Premium After Sugar Club, where you'll get much more personalised and customised guidance and feedback to help you on your journey to breaking free from sugar. Plus, you get a whole year for free in the After Sugar Club when you sign up for the Premium option. Go to AfterSugarClub.com and click on the big green button to join us. Thank you for listening. That's it for this week. Keep in touch and see you soon for another episode.